The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And good morning, everyone. Well, good day, everyone, because some people, it's afternoon. Uh, This is Ray Campbell, your facilitator speaking. Um, and uh, welcome to the first episode of Handy Around the House uh, here in the ACB community. Um, so um, since we're on the first episode, I want to kind of tell you what my vision of this call is going to be, and um, uh, we'll have an introduction to that, and then we'll start uh, taking uh, any input um um, I've got a few tips I want to share just from some of my previous experience in the area of home improvement. That's what this call is all about. And let me just first of all say the title of this call, Handy Around the House, um, is I want to dedicate that this call to my late good friend, our late good friend, Larry Turnbull. Uh, Larry, besides being an excellent software person, uh, did a lot of work in ACB Media, managed it for a while. Um, was also extremely handy around the house. He could fix a lot of things. And he did a podcast on what was then ACB radio for a a while called Handy Around the House. And he would record him doing various projects and talk through doing that. And uh, he would, um, you know, play that, have that, you know, edit that and have it played over ACB radio. Um, I want to do the same thing, but here on the community platform. Um, I want to uh, thank uh, Jeanette for hosting this morning, uh, hosting today, and uh, glad to have you along. And glad to have all of you along, and I'm especially pleased to see so many women have joined, because it's kind of stereotypically believed that uh, only guys are interested in home improvement type stuff and projects around the house, that kind of thing. Um, so it's good to have, um, it's good to have some ladies along as well. So this call, my vision for this call, it's going to be once a month on the first Saturday, mostly the first Saturday of every month. Um, we are going to have a few months where it will not be the first Saturday due to other things. Um, I will already tell you that March and April will be on the second Saturday, um, always at noon east, 12 noon Eastern time. Uh, March, <clears throat> March and April will be the second Saturday, uh, March because of the D.C. Leadership Conference uh, in Washington, which I will be at, in April because I'm involved with our state convention uh, for Illinois. So uh, that's the And then July, of course, it will be the second Saturday, and that's because of the national convention as well. So just uh, want to um, want to make uh, make that known. Um, so what what is this call going to be about? Well, it's going to be about doing projects around the house. So if you are in a situation, uh, whether you rent or own, uh, where you need to are responsible for any maintenance, uh, small maintenance tasks in your home. Uh, we want to uh, share information about how to do those um, with a vision impairment, and um, and uh, and that's you know kind of what we're going to to do. Um, 
I want to put one disclaimer at the top of this and say that anything we talk about here, if you're uncomfortable at all doing it, please hire a professional to get it done uh, or have you know, have a, a trusted family member or friend that you think maybe uh, can you know help you with that project, uh, get it done. It's um, better to, uh, and sometimes from a safety perspective, to do it right than to try to try to do it yourself if you're not capable. The other thing <clears throat> I want to concentrate, I'm going to concentrate here uh, mainly on smaller projects, you know, fixing a toilet, fixing, uh, installing a smoke detector, um, you know, maybe tightening up some, uh, you know, a piece of trim or something like that if you need to do that. Uh, I don't really want to get in, you know, fixing an electrical outlet. I don't really want to get into like, putting putting a new roof on your house or anything like that um that's pretty big stuff and um it's something that um that i wouldn't recommend <laughs> um but any other than that anything pretty well goes in the you know project space around the house so this is your call if you're doing something around the house and you need a little bit of advice from uh, our group this is going to be uh, pretty much the standard community uh, setup here. Like I said, Jeanette will call on you if you have a question about something or if there's a project that you're working on that you uh, want to share some techniques that you've used that's helped you or something you've done, uh, please. That's what we're here to do and uh, to share that information. At this point, I'm not planning to podcast this call. Um but um, if, uh, you know, if it becomes something that uh, people would like to see done, um, I will certainly look into that uh, with ACB. I think I may be wrong, but I think you have to go through ACB media and be streaming on ACB media in order to podcast. But I may be wrong about that. So uh, if, if there's interest in doing that, I certainly will uh, work with the community folks on that. So let's... Uh, Let's see. Uh, what projects are you working on? What what are you or what are you thinking about doing that you need some help with? Anything at all, um, Jeanette? Do we have any hands? We do. First is Karen Campbell. Oh my gosh, my, my own wife is the first call, first first uh, person on the shoe here on our new call. Okay. Hey, Karen, what's up? I just want to say that um, for anybody. It is a good idea to know, A, where your shutoff valves are for water, because a lot of your faucets and that toilets have individual shutoff valves so that you don't have to shut off the whole water system if something goes wrong. Know where those are and know how to operate them. Also, know where your main water shutoff is and how to operate that. And even if it's a situation where you can't reach it, know where it is so you can tell somebody where it is if you need help. Same with the furnace and all that good stuff. Yeah, thank you. That's a good uh, That's a good uh, call out there for the first thing. I think um, it is important to know where that stuff is. And I'll add to that, make sure that 
at least somebody that somebody can easily get to those things if they need be. Now, um, as uh, Karen mentioned, a lot of your 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 toilets, your sinks, a lot of those, you know, your faucets, those have individual shutoffs with them. Uh, typically, on a toilet, what I've seen. It's mostly it's off to the left as you're facing the toilet and down low on the wall. Um, and it doesn't hurt to, um, you know, practice operating those. You just turn it off and turn it back on. It's no big deal. Um, <clears throat> but uh, make sure that you uh, can operate those if, you know, if you need to uh, turn off the water to, to that individual appliance. Obviously, if it's something more major in the main home, yeah, you're you're going to need Bill to shut the water off. And with condos, it may be a situation that uh, you have to call maintenance to have the water turned off if there's some kind of an emergency. Um, and so make sure, obviously, uh, knowing know who to call if you need to if you're in that kind of a situation and need to need to get that taken care of because it is uh, important. I mentioned. Um, no, making sure that somebody can get to those shutoff valves. And uh, just a quick story. Um, so, so if they need to be moved, have a, and this would be definitely a good, you know, call a good professional plumber in to do, have those moved. Um, we had that situation in this house. When we bought it, this home uh, has a uh, half basement, half crawl space underneath it. Um, the shutoff was in the crawl space. Well, that's not very easy to get to. So um, one of the decisions that we made fairly soon after we closed on this house was we were going to have those moved. And so we called in somebody um, to um, um, to take care of that for us, uh, along with installing a newer water heater. And um, that, was, um, that worked out really good. Okay. Any other hands, Jeanette? 201 ending in 406. Ah, sounds like New Jersey. Uh, go ahead, yeah. uh, caller. Okay. Yeah. Hi. And, and Hi, what is your Lisa name, G. please? Lisa G. Hi, Lisa. How are you this morning or today? Um, I'm cold, but I'm excellent. How are you? How's everybody doing? Good, 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 good. You What's your question? Um, good. Uh, well, first of all, uh, I have I do have another question, but you bursted my bubble because I was so excited to get this call because I wanted to, I have an electric um, a plug I want to change the plug, and I was so excited to learn you know I know turn off the electricity I've done it before but I did wanted to make sure I did, I did it so it wasn't arcing because apparently I did it in a condo and uh, I I had it arcing. So I was just, getting, but I know you're not going to do electric. So burst my bubble. Oh, ele so electric, electric. Oh, we will do electric. We'll talk about electric. Sure. We can talk about that. Oh, I thought you said you're not going to do electric. Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm not going to do real big stuff like putting on a new roof or putting in a furnace or something like that. That's the kind of stuff I'm not oh. doing. But, but no, replacing an outlet. Sure. We can talk about that. Oh, I need, I need to do this so bad. And I know to turn off the electric. I know that there's screws on the side for the wires. Um, you know, um, but it's just, a, it's a newer, um, it's going to be that newer rectangular one. So I just have to screw the, the there's three screws, two on one side and one on the other. Mm, okay. You know, uh, okay. Here's, here's what I would say about, here's what I'll tell you about outlets. And I know Larry would say the same thing. First of all, doing anything with electricity 
what Larry always used to say, and I totally agree with him, don't fear it, but respect it. Um, and so mm-hmm. obviously the first thing you want to do is turn off the power to that, to whatever you need to replace outlet or a switch or something like that. Um, oh, yes. For, for outlets, it's if one of the plugs is working, that is the best situation because then you can take and put something like a, a radio or, a, or something that plays, you know, t- plays, you know, makes a sound. If you're totally blind, you can certainly do this. Um, and, um, and, um, you, so that you turn, you, so you plug something into it that, you know, plays music or whatever, a radio, whatever it might be, and turn it up really loud and then go to your, wherever your main box is for your electricity. Usually in in a a single family home, it'll be in the basement in your condo. It's going to be somewhere in your unit. Um, and, uh, Turn off the and, and just turn on breakers off and on until you don't hear that device anymore, and that tells you that the power is off. So on replacing an electrical outlet like that, um, that's one, brilliant. By the way, I yes, love that. That's brilliant. Yes. Now, if if it's a situation with a switch, it's a little harder, especially if you're totally blind, because you, you it 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 may be a situation now it may be a situation where that you know controls a light, and if you don't have light perception. Um, what you're going to have to, the, the best thing to do is if you have somebody with some sight that can help you, if you don't, then what you're going to have to do is, um, uh, turn off the, each breaker and then go back, like say with a light probe or something like that, to make sure that light is on, make sure that switch is on and then go down turn off each breaker and then go back to that room <laughs> and, and check to make sure the light is off. Because again, you really do want the power off on that situation. But I, this brings up an important point, though, and that is um, your electrical boxes, um, breaker boxes, fuse boxes, whatever you have. Most homes now, in the, and we're talking U.S., have uh, breakers. So it's a good idea to label your breaker box in some way so that you can read what each breaker controls. Um, and you can do that. Um, in our condo, what I did was um, I took a sheet of Braille paper and just wrote it, uh, wrote them all down and then put it up right next to the box so that I had something that I could quickly read. What that'll do is you you'll be able to narrow down okay which ones do i need to turn off and on because say something in the kitchen you might have two or three that control things in the kitchen so just then you can narrow it down a little bit and you don't have as much work to do um so uh so yeah that's uh but so back to replacing our electrical outlet so what we're going to want to do is um i'll just be real short on this so you need to unscrew the outlet. There's screws on the top and bottom usually, and you unscrew it from the uh, wall and pull it towards you. And there's wires on both sides. Um, basically, make sure that you take the wires. And what I would do is so let, there's wires on the right and left. So unscrew the wires from say the right side first, wire or wires, because there might be one, there might be two. And then bend those out towards the wall 
um, next to where the outlet goes in and make sure that you keep the top at the top and the bottom near the bottom so that you know that that goes on the right side and do the same on the left. And that way when you put it, yeah. So that way when you put in the new outlet, um, you're going to take the right wires and put them on the right side and screw them down. And you're going to take the left wires and do the same thing, screw them down to the plug, new plug. And that way you're going to, you'll, you'll make, you'll make sure and make sure that you make sure you install the new outlet the same way that the old one was in. So if it's got a ground, if it's got a ground on it, um, make sure that uh, that ground, that grounding uh, hole, which is the round hole at the, usually at the bottom of an electrical outlet is, um, uh, is, uh, you know, make sure it's in the same position. Sometimes people put them in with the grounding towards the top. Uh, they put them in upside down. So you're going to want to um, uh, make sure that you 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 follow that uh, because then you get the wires in the right spots. Um, and the other thing you want to make sure you do with uh, replacing outlets is that you tell people um, in your home that might be in your home, hey, if, if there's a breaker turned off, it's off for a reason. Please don't turn it on <laughs> because then we, uh, we don't want people getting uh, new hairdos there. Uh, the last thing I'd mentioned about, I don't know a lot about GFCI, ground fault circuit interrupter, the ones that are usually near water. Um, I know how to reset them on the outlet. I don't know how to, I'm not clear on how to install them. That's something maybe I can research and we can talk about a little bit. But, um, make, you know, usually... In newer homes around water, you'll see those. And um, anywhere near where water is, you'll see those. Um, I'm not real clear on how to install those, so you may need to get somebody to help you with that, at least until we can figure that out. But maybe, maybe somebody else here knows. I, I I don't, but maybe someone else does. May I ask is another that, question about that, about attaching it to the wall? Sometimes I've had trouble trying to find the um you know like the space to put the screw on the top and the bottom of it yep i'm challenged by that any okay. hints on that sure um so generally speaking um in where the outlet comes out of the wall there's actually a, a box in there so there's an electrical box in there so there's a box in the I wall i don't think i have a box in there you you I, yeah I'm yeah watched, right yeah you sure, i'm sure you do so um okay. what you what you want to do is and, and power's off, so you don't have to worry about getting shocked or anything. But uh, just find the um, top hole and put your screws in there. You know, put your top outlet screw into that and turn it in a little bit so it stays. And then find the bottom one, do the same thing, and then tighten down your screws. Um, and don't tighten them. Be careful how tight you tighten them, especially with the cover plates on them, because that's the... So the, so the top and the bottom, you can tighten those down pretty good because it's usually metal. That's usually going, uh, being screwed in there. The cover plates a lot of times are plastic, and the cover plate is the thing that's got most of the time one screw in the middle. Now, you may have a situation where you have a plate that goes over an outlet that's got a also a switch next to it in the same uh, box, and... Uh, 
in that case, you're going to have the uh, outlet's going to have the screw, could have the screw in the middle, and uh, the switch is going to have it uh, at the top and bottom on the plate. Be careful how tight you tighten those because you want to get them good and firm, but those are a lot of times plastic, and you don't really want to crack the uh, plastic plate if you can help it. Yeah, Lisa, it can be d- very easy. Yeah. Crack. Does it does that help, Lisa? Yes, it does. That's a great idea. And I'd like to mention that that's um, excellent what your wife said. Um, what a great idea is because, you know, when you move in somewhere, uh, you need to know where these, these uh, the shutoff valves are. Yeah. Very important. I think that's a great idea. Everybody should know. And just so you know, in condos, generally, there is a shutoff for each condo um, to the apartment, generally. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Usually there is. There's just a, you know, a little lever that you pull up because I had a condo yep. in Florida I lived in um, nice. for, a, for a while. Okay. So, uh, you know, just to let you know that. That great advice, and thank you both. Really you appreciate bet. it. Thank you very Thanks very much. And I, you know, again, uh, that, uh, you know, depends on, again, that's a real important thing. It would be good, I think, um, for people that are moving into new places, especially places that you're buying, um, to have a have a have a sighted person, if you're totally blind, especially have a sighted person go with you and show you where different things like that are. Okay, we're going to move on to some other people. Uh, thanks for uh, participating. Do we have any hands, Jeanette? We do. <clears throat> uh, Jewel, you're next. I accidentally lowered your hand, so you're next. Hey, Jewel. Jewel, you can unmute, my friend. Um, all right. Well, while let's, you're let's, sorting let's, that out, I will go to the next person. Just one second. She left. Um, I see that. Uh, give me one second, guys. My no, I'm still here. It wouldn't let me unmute. Oh, is that Jewel? I figured it out. Yeah. Can you hear go me? ahead? What's your question? Okay. I was having trouble figuring out. I kept hitting the unmute button and it wouldn't let me unmute. I got yeah. it out. Um, so my question, and this seems like a silly question to me because I should know by now. There are no silly questions here. I have never put up a curtain rod. And I have one I really want to put up. The only tricky part to it is it's an alcoved window. So I'm wondering if that's going to be any different. Um, there's only like a couple of inches on each side from from the window to the alcove walls. And then I don't have a power drill. Okay. Um, okay. So a couple of things about that. Um, I, first of all, no, I've not done that, done this. So I don't know. Um, so, so you have a situation, what you're probably going to want to do is you're going to want to put the brackets for that curtain rod into the uh, trim um that on either side of the window um and then you're going to want to mount that curtain rod the trick on this is getting it level now there Mm -hmm. are accessible levels out there um yeah i don't have some no that's something we can talk about uh at at a future call because what i want to do is get a list together of some of the accessible tools that are out there and where you can get them from Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. And then maybe we can uh, uh, figure out a way to share that information and uh, and that. Um, so, um, so basically, well, so what I would do is, 
in this situation, what I would do is I would take your curtain rod and I would, I would like put up one of your brackets where, and then I would, you know, use your hand and try to see how far it is from the top of your edge of your mm -hmm. window. I do and then have I a would, measuring tape. Okay. So I, I could do it with that. Yeah, you can do it with that. Uh, certainly. The tactile one. And then if you've got, um, if it's a small enough space that you can use both hands uh, to feel, you can um, you can uh, make sure to tr try and feel that that's level. The other thing, actually, the other thing I would do is um, in this situation is I would take the rod. So put your say your you know whichever one you want your right or left uh, bracket up. Put your rod into it and then bring it across and just you know, bring it across and you, if you can mm -hmm. feel if it's level and then that will tell you where your other bracket goes and then you may have a middle bracket uh depends on how long how big the window is mm -hmm. uh, it's only to, two okay so it's a uh, smaller window but it's in it's an alcove like a got it yeah i'm gonna put a window city in there so got it got it uh so you're going to want to uh so then you should be able to uh, bring your rod across and just make sure it's level. And then that's going to tell you where to set that second bracket in okay. place. And then what I would do is I would, um, I would take like, I would take a nail and uh, so I'd put up the first bracket, screw it down. And then I would take a nail and put up the second bracket and then just, you know, just tap it in there. So it stays in place until you can uh, get the uh, screws into it. Oh, then, okay. Now, as far as not having a power drill, you don't, you kind of do need one. Uh, so, but or there are hand drills also that you can get uh, that will, uh, any good hardware store should have one of those. So could I start by putting a nail in and then just put the screw in where the nail is and just use a regular screwdriver or you sure, or you, you, you sure, you sure could. It's going to be a right. little bit hard to get the screw in there though, because right. It's gonna take a little bit of little bit of elbow grease. Uh, I do, to do also that. have those brackets that they use for when they have um, um, things going into the um, oh, the post. You know the stumps. Okay. Uh, the stumps in the wall. Um, okay. I have the a couple studs, of those yeah. brackets. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Would that you... help to use that to start the hole? Um. It it could um, again if you can um, get a if you can get a nail that's at least mm -hmm. the same width as the screw mm -hmm. that you're going to use that's probably the best way. There are also yes. self tapping screws that you okay. can put into into things that will uh, basically you don't have to drill. Um, Is there but, any reason I can't just use nails? Uh Probably not. Um, okay. As long you're going into wood, probably not. Yeah, you're, just you're, going into the into yeah, the wall. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Drywall. Yep, you're going into wood. You, you you could well you could you you may yes and no. The problem with that is if you're not going into a stud, then you're mm -hmm. going to really that, need to use right. screws because then you need to put mollies in or plugs in uh, to. Okay. One of my biggest pet peeves is people who put things in drywall and do not put mollies in. Oh, I hate that. Um, because is it's a molly gonna... like the bracket that you put in before you put something into a stud? 
So basically, no, no, it's not. What a Molly okay. is, is um, it's a little plastic plug. It's a plug, basically. That mm-hmm. So you drill it. So if you're going to put something up where one end of it, for example, say like a uh, curtain rod or a toilet paper holder or something like that, where one end can go into a stud, but the other can't, uh, mm-hmm. then you need, then you're putting it into straight oh. drywall. Yeah, so those you little wanna... plastic things. Exactly. Yep. Okay, exactly we use those, those are. from my hammock. Yep. Have a little toy yes. hammock. So you put those in there and then screw your screws down basically. And and then, okay. then those will hold. Um, I've had, uh, I have encountered a few things in this house where they didn't, the, I, the person yes. that owned this house before me, I think thought he was a little handier than he was and, uh, or she, he or she both. And uh, that, so, yeah, okay. Tear the drywall. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, no problem, no problem, I, Jewel. Do you um, have a quick um, tip for people? Um, this yeah, doesn't make, work for a curtain rod, but if you have a shelf, the quickest way to tell if it's straight is to put a marble on it. See if it yeah. rolls. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a that's a good tip. Uh, thank you. Okay, um, we're gonna move on. Uh, so thank you, Jewel. Um, any other hands, Jeanette? Melissa. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Um, so just a couple of very quick things here. Very, very quick. Um, I am not a handy person. Um, I had a wrist injury and unfortunately I can't do a lot of those things, you know, although I learned a little bit because when I was in the orientation training center, I took shop class. And for those of us that were residential students, that was a requirement because you had to learn how to unstop a toilet. You had to learn how to hang up a picture on a wall. You had to learn how to change a battery on a smoke detector, all those things. Um, But I can't do those things anymore. And thank God I live in an apartment because we have maintenance. But my roommate's father is looking into my roommate buying a condo uh, because we don't want to pay rent the rest of our lives, especially with things going up here in Seattle, you know, rent and gas and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I I heard, and you correct me if I'm wrong, please, but my understanding is that when you live in a condo, there are no maintenance people that are there, that you have to pretty much do all of um, your fix, you know, fixing everything yourself. Is that true? Okay. What I'm going to say is generally how condos work. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, and, and this, and which gets into some interesting things. Generally speaking, generally speaking, um, you own everything from you own everything inside the four walls. Okay, so anything that's outside the four walls, the the building itself, uh, that you don't you don't do maintenance on. Typically, they do have maintenance people. If there's common areas in your unit, in your condo, uh, 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 complex or, or, or building. Those would be handled by a maintenance uh, crew. Sometimes, um, and I had real good success uh, with uh, the condo we used to live in. We could get the maintenance guy to come in and do stuff for us. But the conditions were that he he would you know had to make time. He had to if he had time, he'd help you with things, and you had to pay him and had to pay him separately. Okay, so that was, but he charged less than generally than hiring someone. Um, the other thing with condo associations is that um, you uh, a lot of times 
or sometimes they will have refer reference lists of good contractors that can come in and help you with things. And so if you do need to call somebody in for something, you can, uh, you can generally get good recommendations from them. Uh, they'll give you the contact information. And that's actually good to, to, to do because yeah. a lot of times those are people that the association calls in to fix things. So you know if they trust them that you can trust them pretty much. Um, the other thing about condos that you need to know is um, you know, definitely, definitely if you're going to buy one, Make sure you know that. Who is responsible for what? Um, because especially if there is, if you have a unit, say, above or below you and something happens, um, you need to make sure that insurance can get a little messy uh, of who is responsible. Because if you are doing, if you, you do something that causes a leak into the unit, say, below you, if you're... Uh, not on the first floor and you're going to be responsible for that. Um, so that's where your liability insurance comes in. We know all about this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. And this won't happen for probably about six, maybe eight months to a year. So we still mm -hmm. have a while because, because our, his dad is trying to work on some things. But the other thing I wanted to make mention, and I, I just found this out on New Year's Eve during the community thon. I was grocery shopping and I use a shipped and my shopper told me about an app that I just downloaded. And I, I can't give you uh, information on what I'm giving you now um, because I, I haven't, you know, set up some things on it, but there is an app that you can download to your phone. It's called task rabbit. That's two words, task rabbit. And what they do is you hire a, uh, you book somebody to come and help you with any kind of task that you need help with. And a lot of the stuff that they do is handiwork. So if you need, if you need minor repair, if you need help moving in furniture or moving furniture out, if you need help with, um, you know, fixing something, they mm -hmm. have skilled mm -hmm. people that they hire to help you do those things and they will come to your home and they'll help and you pay them at the end of your service with them. Um, and I don't know much about it and I'm hoping I'm trying to call up a phone number and hopefully I can get a representative yeah. to come on a community call and talk about it that I facilitate. But I learned about this and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is something I've been looking for for years. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I just wanted to let people um, know. About that. I would be, I good, good suggestion, but I would be a little bit, you want to you want to always do your dil due diligence on contractors uh, anything sure. like that i would definitely you're in you're doing the right thing melissa by call by wanting to try to call somebody and just talk to them make sure you know how they're vetted um and just you should always even with those contractors try to get references and make sure that uh they do uh, good quality work because uh, uh, you don't want to get into a situation where and, and make sure that they that they they stand behind their work too. So you always want to no matter how you're going about hiring a contractor for for something or you know handy person or whatever, make sure that you uh, always uh, make sure they stand behind their work and that uh, mm -hmm. 
they're they're vetted in some way because that's it, you don't want to get into a bad situation. Just want to be really no. careful about that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, hey, that's hey, really hey, cool. I, hey, I, I got to move on. Okay. I, I can't, I probably am going to need to ask folks to speed up a little bit because I'm. But thank you got, for doing this. This is great. Uh, this is not great. a problem. I'm, I, I enjoy it. Uh, thank you. Thank you very and much. And we miss for, Larry. Yes, we do. <laughs> we sure do. Okay. Jeanette, who's next? Johnny. Hey, Johnny. <clears throat> Hello, sir. Um, I just have a suggestion. I was listening to the lady talking about her electrical, and you mentioned about putting, you know, the plate on and trying to find the hole, you know, when you put a plate uh, a cover over something. What I normally do is uh, I use a toothpick or a nail to find the hole, and uh, whenever I do, then I put the screw in, and that helps me line it up. If you understand what I'm saying, that's a great. That's a great tip. Thanks for sharing that. That's a wonderful tip. And uh, yeah, and that works for curtain rods. Once you get the hole drilled, and you're trying to get it lined up, and a nail yeah. or a screw or anything you're doing, uh, it, it works beautiful. Yes, yes. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate that. Uh, who's next? Who's next, Jeanette? Next is Lauren. Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Hi there. Um, two really quick questions. Um, my house was built in 1940. I have the original cupboards, and uh, some of the doors don't close all the way. So I want to replace those little gadgets. I'll, I'll tape around it, unscrew it, and um, so I have a little frame, so I know where to put the other one. But um, do I put anything in the old holes to help secure the new screws? Um, good question. Um, I don't have a real good answer for you. Um, I would say that um, you, um, so if you're, so you're replacing the doors. You're not replacing the cupboards, I assume, right? Is that? No, I'm when the door closes, there's a little metal thing that the door kind of hooks into. Okay. They they only cost eighty nine cents or something. Um, okay. And and they're so old they're loose. They don't grasp. Right. Right. And hold. Because a lot of them today are more there's a lot of some stuff I've seen today is more magnetic uh, that does that. So yeah. Um Ooh. so that kind of thing, yeah, you'd wanna be yeah, you probably and you're probably dealing with wood. So, um, yeah, it. What I would say is, if you are going to put something like that in, and you um, are going to need to screw it down, need to drill some new holes. As long as the thing you're putting in covers up the old holes, then um, then you're then you're fine. Um, but it may not. So then. In that case, you would want to. Uh, well, it's it's inside your cabinets, kind of, so nobody's really going to see it. Uh, but as far as putting stuff in the old holes, yeah, that might be a that might be a good idea. But I can't tell you what, unfortunately. So that's a that'd be a oh. question maybe to ask a. Um, what I would suggest is uh, talk to somebody that's familiar with cabinets and get some ideas about uh, about how to do that because that's. Um, 
that's I haven't uh, had the occasion to do that or research that, but uh, maybe that's something we can can look into. But um, I know they have they have like plastic wood and stuff like that. But I oh. I'll just tell you guys I've never been really good at that kind of thing where I have to put something in to fill holes or. The other thing I'm not good at is caulking. <laughs> I just I just can't get that bead straight. So uh uh so yeah, I uh, well, can't really Yeah, so that's yeah. Any other, I have another did, quick question that might yeah. be easier then. Okay. Um again, house built in 1940 and outside my back door is um a turnoff valve for the house water. But Somebody built, uh, put in concrete, and there's a square that you can go in. It's got dirt and leaves and everything, but it is, oh, maybe two feet in the ground. What kind of a tool would I use to be on top of it to turn it off? Hmm. Um, you would probably... Can't, first of all, it's interesting that the water shutoff is outside. <laughs> um, I don't know what part of the country you're in, but um, California. Part of, oh, California. Okay, well, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say. There's that. also a shutoff valve in the alley, but you have to it, walk five minutes to get to it. Uh, I'm on a quarter acre. Okay. Okay. It, it's long and narrow. So um, what I would what I would try and do if if you could is, you know, have, you know, get some if you can get some help to find that valve and then put something uh, over top of it so that, you know, like a, a like a piece of uh, a piece of, of stone or something or even something like a wooden cover or something. I've got that, it covered. I've okay. got it covered and I know where it is. It's just okay. it's so old and so tight. Um, oh, it, I, I see what it, you're asking. It, it's, too, it's too hard to reach way in and, and try and twist it. So I'm, I'm looking for some kind of a, a tool, like a metal bar or something, that I can go in and from above. Well, it sounds like what you need is something that you can uh, grab. Am I, am I correct? You need something you can grab a hold of it and turn it is basically what it, is it to, to shut yeah. it off. Well, first of all, yeah. I th I think about getting that thing replaced. <laughs> I I really um, was something that might be a little easier for you, um, but um, but in the, in the interim, um, if you can get a long, what they call a vice grip. Um, so vice grips are tools that you can adjust them down, and they they grip things, and they you know grip pretty tight. If you can get a long longer there are longer versions of them so go to any place like a, a hardware or something like that and something that'll reach down in there the other thing you might want to think about is um some kind of putting something on that and you know i probably can't exactly say exactly what but something that will extend like an extension to that that you can grab a hold of that will give you some leverage to turn that off as well. I I'd look into getting that replaced though. That sounds a little uh, sounds a little different. But 
yeah, if you can get like a long vice grip tool, which you can get a, get in there and put a, get a good grip on it and turn it, that would be, that'd be the only thing I could recommend. Thank you. All right. Yep. Yeah. Who do we have next? 317 ending in 317. Good morning. Hello, Pat. Hi. I have four things. I'm on the infrastructure committee of a high-rise condo. And um, you can look up in the public records what the units sold for around the unit you're talking about buying. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good idea to have ruling committees that do have real expertise so that you're not depending on a maintenance or a um, condo association person that they hire who may know absolutely nothing about what rate they're talking about, making decisions as to how you spend money. Second, we have an older building, and we realize that our outside outlets on our balconies are not GFCI. So we're going to make sure that they have those. And if you're putting in LED lights, I ran into this one, you have to buy the dimmer when you buy the lights. They have to match, mm-hmm. or you'll have real problems. And here's a good one that got me. When you're buying an older house, because this was very expensive, have someone look at the shower tiles, because if there's a hairline gap, the water can get behind there, and you yep. end up replacing a wall. Yep, yep. Thank you, Pat. Those are really good tips. Um, I don't, I don't, I want to stay kind of, I want to try to kind of stay away on this show, this call from governance of associations only, but, but it is important. Um, Boy, that, that, that tip on tile, you're absolutely right. And you may not, you may not um, know that there is a problem, um, with uh, a, a shower tiles. And so uh, um, you want to, one of the things you definitely want to do is um, every so often, especially if you're in a condo situation like that, where you've got somebody below you um, check around your, like your tubs, if you've got the tub shower combinations and your, your, your tile and make sure as best you can that those, that everything is good and sealed up. Because that you're right, that can you're you're not only replacing the wall, but you may be doing fixing damage from somebody down below, and uh, you don't want to do that either. So, thank you. Who do we got next? And your last hand is Tom L. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Tom, you can unmute there, sir. Tom, you're still muted. Tom, you're still muted there, my friend. Um, make sure you hit, if you're on a computer, hit F6 and make sure you hit the OK button or it won't let you unmute. All right. Well, we now okay. have a couple more um, raised hands. So just okay. give me a second and no problem. let's zoom. Oh. Sorry, Zoom is being Zoomy. Zoom is like, being real a pain Nora, about this. You about are this. next. Hey, Nora. Yeah, hi. Um, Nora, I'm here now. Um, hey. My, hi. Um, 
about a microscope anyway. Uh, if I want to tighten the toilet seat up, the toilet lid or the toilet seat that you're sitting on, where is the screw? Uh, well, I have my father help me out with it because I don't have a right screwdriver. But question is, where is the uh, screw that you turn to tighten the seat? Oh, oh, okay. Okay, that's a real easy one. So um, typically... When you are facing the toilet, so you're standing facing the toilet, the okay. screw will be on the back of the toilet, so away from you and on the right and left. There are two of them usually. Usually oh. with seat with toilet seats too, there there there's a cover that goes over them. Um, yeah. And um, and uh, there is a there's usually and then then you you so you lift that cover. And there's yeah. a screw head inside there, and that would be what you uh, use to tighten them, typically. Now, the toilet yeah. seat also has a hinge in it. If, yeah. that hi if that hinge gets loose, so, you know, the thing that makes it go up and down, if the hinge yeah. gets loose, then you almost have to replace it. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it, that's, that's a plastic, that's a Kratz cracked or, you know, worn out plastic, and that gets... Uh, a little bit uh, uh, crazy. By the way, one thing about toilet seats, ladies and gentlemen, I learned this one the hard way. There are different sizes of them. Um, there are 16-inch ones and 18-inch ones. And um, I uh, did not realize that until I had to replace one. And uh, so I went to the hardware store and got one, got the wrong size. So I had to go back. And that's not easy for us, especially if you have transportation issues. So, but no, it's um, you know to the if you know if the screw needs tightening, uh, it's on the right. You may need to you what you may need to do is there's also on the bottom where the toilet seat clicks you know, holds there's a nut, and if you may need to hold that nut and then tighten that screw down, or tighten up that nut and hold hold this you, know, you hold the screw so. And the reason okay. for that, so that's that's something to think about. But again, if it's the hinge, then you probably need to replace it. Well, thank you. You bet, Nora. You are just past your ten of um, uh -huh. that you wanted, and you have three wow. raised hands. So okay, next, well, these will be our last three then. We will try. Jane, you may unmute. Hey, Jane. Jane, Jane, you're still muted. Jane, you're still muted. Um, again, F6 to get to that uh, uh, OK button and uh, or got it. Uh, so you may need to do that. Let's go to the next one, Jeanette. Uh, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, Ray, how you doing? I'm a fellow uh, Illinoisan. I, I know this isn't really... Um, uh, hey, uh, where, whereabouts, in, where, 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 whereabouts are you in Illinois? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, in uh, Oak Brook, near Oak Brook. Uh, well, how, co how come you're not an ICB member? Oh, that's another story. We'll we'll, we'll talk. I, I I am actually. I am. Okay. Actually. Okay. 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 I've got to become more active. I was wondering. My wife and I are putting an addition on the home, and we're doing a kitchen. And we we used to have a um, an electric stove, and now we're wondering: Do we put in an, an induction stove? And I thought I read something where you and Karen had an induction stove. 
a cooktop or do you guys do radiant heat? And I was just wondering for a blind guy, is induction feasible? What we have is actually it's uh, so we're talking about the glass, you know, the, the, the smooth cooktops. Um, yeah, those actually are uh, feasible. And what you can learn to do is you can learn how to put things on. So if you're, if you're getting one of these smooth cooktops, what I would recommend you do is um, to learn where the burner or the heat areas are on those. Turn, turn, turn each knob on for like a second and then turn it off. That what that will do is that will give you some heat. So then you can, but it's not enough that it's going to burn you. So then you can feel where each thing is. The other thing you will learn to do as you use one of these, and I was a little scared. This house has them. We had we had the old burners in uh, our condo in Glen Ellen. When we moved to Springfield, uh, this house had the uh, flat flat top stove. And um, what we learned to do is how do you put pans on them? Larger pans, what you're going to notice is if you don't feel heat, they're in the right spot. Smaller pans you'll feel heat kind of going up around it. And that tells you that you do not touch the top of the stove, though, once you turn it on, because they get very, very hot. Okay. But no, to, to, to initially learn, just turn them on for a, qu a quick second and turn it off. And then uh, you'll uh, then, then just feel. And then you can, you know, it's it's warm enough that you can feel where it is, but not enough that it's going to burn. Yes. So. And you're not afraid of scratching the top. Because my wife said, Tim, you'll move the pan. You're going to scratch it in the blacks. And I'm gonna, she, my wife can see. And she said, you're going to make my stove scratchy <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too afraid of that and um i'll tell you what that they're very easy to clean though which i really really like mm. all right you saw next... me okay all right uh hey no Thank problem you. tim uh next hand Jeanette. tom is now unmuted so go ahead tom. go ahead mr tom can you hear me yeah there we go just a quick comment the lady that had the uh cupboard door she was replacing the hinges and she was concerned about holes. Yep. Uh, I, before I go to put any wood putty in old holes and get rid of them, uh, if you're using a different size screw, I always keep a box of toothpicks in my garage and I'll break off maybe a half an inch or whatever the depth of the hole is, slide that toothpick in the hole, and then, then reinsert your screw and that will allow you to tighten up that new screw. That is a great idea. Thank you. And now lower the alert. It's a wonderful idea. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Um, and um, we have two more hands. One yeah, these, are, these will be our last two. Has not. Um, hi, uh, I believe it's Heidi. Yep, it's me. <laughs> hey. Hey, Heidi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I actually do have an induction cooktop and the one that I have will not actually activate unless there's a pan on it mm, and they have okay. to be magnetic. Ah, okay. Um, and what mine will do is when you have the pan on, if it's on the burner, but it's not centered, it will kind of pull in a certain direction so you can you can push the pan in that direction to cover the burner. Mm, okay. And I've That's... also found that if you put your hands, um, if I put my hand um, with my fingers spread out a little bit on the front of it, 
on top where my pinky lines up is generally where the bottom of the burner is. And if you put the other hand in the same position on the side with your fingers together, that will line it up on that side as well. Hmm. They okay. also do have a cover that you can put on your stove and make, um, it's like a silicone. Mm -hmm. And you can cut out the burner areas so that the burners are exposed, but everything else is covered. Got it. Okay. That that's that's a I hadn't heard about those. That's a really good uh, tip as well. Thank you. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I heard about our, that on a different um, cooking list as well. So good. And okay, we're going to take our last hand here then. And who would that be? That would be Jewel. Okay, Jewel. Uh, you're up. I just had a quick question, and I figured this would be a nice ending. Do you have any resources, especially for blind or visually impaired people, for learning handyman work, like handy work? No, you know, I don't right now, but you know what? Okay. That, that That's a good homework assignment uh, to look up. Awesome. And, I, and I invite anyone else, if you've got resources <laughs> to share, um, I think eventually what I'm going to do with this is also put a, a, an email group together and uh, we can share back and forth that way. So um, that will um, yeah, that will be uh, that will be something we'll have to have to look into doing. Um, but uh, no, uh, that, that's a good resource. Um, uh, that's a good source. Um, I think for next call, what I am going to do is try to put together a resource list of accessible, you know, tools that are reasonably accessible, things like measuring tapes and uh, uh, stud finders. No, ladies, not that kind of stud finder. Um, and, uh, uh, um, you know, levels and those kinds of, of things. Uh, so uh, generally, that, I think that's what we'll talk about next time. We'll also talk about, um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about some ways to um, if you do need to hire somebody to help you with things, some ways to do it. Melissa had a good suggestion with the TaskRabbit app, uh, but and there is Angie also. I don't know how accessible that is, but that's something we can do. So, yeah, definitely a good suggestion, Jewel. Well, we'll see what we can do. Guys, this has been great. Uh, great first call. I hope you all enjoyed it and, um, you know, got, got something out of it. So, um I thank you all for uh, coming with me on my maiden voyage here. Uh, it was great. And um, we'll talk to you next time on February 3rd at 12 noon Eastern time.